This is Sabrina Ali, and you're tuned into another episode of Moms Who Art. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Moms Who Art. I have with me today a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Casey Morris. And how are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Likewise, and happy to have you. So the first question I usually ask, I want to give you, the guest, the opportunity to introduce yourself to the listeners. So my first question is, who are you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it could be so loaded, especially as a mom. So <laughs> I think um, I'm so I have a Ph.D. in higher education. Um, so I focused on that. I am a mom, which is probably even though I know we want to make sure we take care of ourselves first when you're a mother, especially of a five-year-old, as you know, um, (laughs) they become one of your main priorities. So I always say I'm a mother first. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. a daughter. Um, I have two sisters and then a whole bunch of cousins. So my life is filled with love. I love it. And how important is family to you? Because I know you're a family person. Mm hmm yeah, family is, is so, so important. So I'm a single mother. So um, my daughter being raised around her cousins, around her aunts, her uncles, my mom, my dad, um, all that is super important for me. So family is huge. I think that they're the one thing that you can really rely on that's not going to change and you can be real with. You should be able to be real with. But um, <laughs> for me, that's definitely the case. So my family is huge for me. Yeah, I can definitely see that just knowing you and um, just seeing how much family is a part of who you are. So my next question is, what does art mean to you? Oh, I mean, I love art, which is why I love following what you're doing all the time. I think that there's so much that art can consist of. So we can speak about like art in the physical space or art in the emotional space, Um, being able to just be creative and um, live and express yourself and your true feelings on paper. So I do it, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing art, I also do illustrations, but, um, for me, I think it encompasses so much more. Um, so the beauty of us being able to tell a story through like literature, through my children's book or drawing pictures or painting and allowing, even for kids, you know, you can watch your, your kids do art and they sometimes have have the best expressions like I just saw your daughter drew that that picture and painted that picture Mm -hmm. I think that's the most beautiful thing because they don't even think deeply as we do you know sometimes Mm -hmm. we come in with these extra stresses but art allows you to just be your true self and you can see it on paper through what you want to express and how long have you been doing illustrations because I've been seeing your work on Instagram and it's really beautiful thank you so I've been doing I've loved art for a long time. So I used to draw pictures when I was younger, just whatever I wanted to. But I just recently, so um, I bought an iPad Pro because I found out how much it costs for me to get my children's book illustrated. (laughs) I was like, like, okay, um, I can do this myself. So I bought an Mm -hmm. iPad Pro and I literally am in love with it. I used to like to do arts and crafts and still do. So I like buy a lot of things where we can use feathers and you know, things my daughter enjoys doing with me and paint and all that kind of fun stuff. And then I bought this iPad Pro and I'm attached to it. So illustrations (laughs) is like, I can't put it down. So whenever I want to just not think too deeply about like reading a book or something, I want to just pick up the iPad Pro. It just allows you to express yourself with whatever you're thinking. And so I've been doing art, I guess, since I was little and it just became something that was more of like 
I'm going to illustrate my next kid's book just recently because I found out it was as simple as buying a iPad Pro and like using the pencil like wow. you do on paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So while we're on the subject of art, could you tell us a little bit about your new children's book, The Playground Queen? Yes, I would love to. So um, The Playground Queen is a new book I just recently wrote. It was inspired by my daughter, Kyla, who's a five-year-old. And in the book, the main character's name is Kaya, um, which means like a beautiful diamond. All of the characters' names have a, a meaning behind them. Um, she has a she has a friend, and he is a... Um, a young, she's a young, beautiful black girl. Kaya is. She has a lot of big, beautiful hair. Obviously, representation is important for me. And so, the main character is that she has a mom who's raising her, um, and her mom teaches her by the way she acknowledges her. So, calling her young queen and and things that we can learn about, learn from as parents. You know, just that type of positive affirmation we can talk to with our kids every day, and making sure she's ready for school. So, having those small conversations and. Um, she has a best friend whose name is Neo, and he's a white younger boy, so he's in the same grade as her, and mm-hmm. it's also relevant to the current time. So they meet each other online at first, online classes in kindergarten, and they're best friends online. They want to meet. They're super excited about going into the next grade, which would be first grade when they return back after the pandemic, and they don't have to do online school anymore. So they go to the first grade. And in the first grade, Neo, who's the white boy, doesn't acknowledge um, Kaya at all. So she's really excited to see him. And she's also very shy, but she knows she'll be okay because she has that friend that she made in kindergarten on her Zoom class. But when he doesn't acknowledge her, she's really sad about that. And she's uplifted by another young black boy. Um, And so his name is Malik, which, of course, means young king. And so she's he's picked up by her in his community. So a lot of other kids who he calls his friend, who's intentionally are other black and brown kids so in essence the representation is that Kaya feels like she's rejected um, by this kid that's of a different race back mm-hmm. background and ethnicity of her but her community uplifts her and so mm-hmm. she feels like she has the courage and the strength by the end of the book to feel like a playground queen she takes off her hat she's no longer shy and she's able to forgive the young white boy who rejected her earlier on because her friends made her feel that empowerment and that strength to be able to forgive him and, you know, be his friend again. So at the end of the book, Kai is at the top of a pyramid because she makes it to the, the they race to the grass and she makes it there first. So she gets to be at the top of the pyramid and says she feels like a playground queen for the first time. And Neo, her first white friend and her black friends are holding her up. So um really the message is that we'll go through some form of rejection earlier on especially Mm -hmm. because in this crazy year we've lived in with this pandemic kids have been picking up on what their parents are talking about so you know young black kids or white kids or other race Asians all these different ethnicities there's been so much divisiveness on the news and on tv and kids have been there to witness it and hear their parents talk about it probably more than they had in the past so it's very it, it could be a possibility that kids come to school and have prejudices that they don't intentionally mean to have because they're listening to their parents. So yeah. she may feel, you know, at a younger age, our kids may feel a form of rejection and it may be due to their race and maybe because they're not like someone else. So the main purpose and the message of the book is to rely on people that look like you. And that's okay to find a community of people that look like you may have been through the same things and also uplift other people that identify with you and look like you, because you know that they may be dealing with something that you may be dealing with. So, and that allows us the strength to be able to forgive. So it's kind of 
insinuating those small messages for our younger kids that as adults we may know but we don't really tell our kids that and so it's Mm -hmm. a fun way for them to see it through visuals and pictures that that's okay you know it may happen and you have to learn how to forgive but you also have to be there for your own community to uplift them wow yeah that is amazing (laughs) thank you (laughs) and I love how intentional you were like with the message of the book Mm-hmm. And with how it just like relates to the current times, yeah. and also like in the details, how even every name has a meaning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just so beautiful. Thank you. And, and so, have you always wanted to like write a book, or is children's literature something that you just kind of got into? Yeah. So I've always wanted to write a book and I always wanted to write a children's book. But I think as a mom, it definitely made it so um, it became a priority. And especially mm-hmm. this year, um, you know, I've you all of us have had as adults, we've had to deal with things where people just are insensitive to what's going on in the news or maybe mm-hmm. it's ignorance. And, and sometimes they they don't intentionally offend people, but people are offended because it's such a soft topic for, for nowadays, you know, like even the divide and the you know the 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 digital divide and the divide and equity that's that's been extending as a you know as a result of COVID-19 and these black and brown communities suffering and people not really being sensitive to it but Mm -hmm. we don't really talk about it that much with our kids because you know they're just we want to keep them youthful but we also want to prepare them in ways so that kind of made it so I was like, oh, I need to get this out. Like, I know how to write. I want to write. It's fun to mm-hmm. me to write. You know, of course, yeah. I, I did a PhD. So I think this kind of writing is so much more fun. Like, I'm not doing a long <laughs> dissertation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, for me, this is fun. It's not like work. So I always yeah. wanted to do that. And and as you know, you know, my grandmother was, was very much into art and very sweet. And, you know, mm-hmm. she always encouraged us to do that kind of stuff or whatever we wanted to do and had big dreams. So I definitely was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. And here it is. Yes, here it is. (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. And so moving on, well, it's kind of the same topic, but um, how has motherhood changed you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's changed me so much for the better. And I mean, the both the positives and the harder things as far as parenthood or, you know, the unexpected um, you know, when you have a kid, sometimes it's like you can easily forget to stop and breathe and think about the path and journey you've been on because everything seems so fast. Like you're always mm-hmm. parenting, you're always coddling, you're always making sure they're okay. But I always try to reflect back and think about where I was, you know, and I mm-hmm. before I was a mom and mm-hmm. how much I've changed in a positive way, you know, just being able to be a nurturer, being able to give love, um, being able to be patient. Like, you know, we go through through times where your kids don't understand or yeah. you know they're getting on your nerves <laughs> and that, that amount of patience that it takes to be a parent I think is something yeah. that you can use like beyond parenting you know I use mm-hmm. it in life for myself so she's really made me grow in a way where you know positive things and things that I'm doing in life I can stop back and reflect and just be thankful that I have someone who's looking up to me who's making sure that I'm held accountable which is yeah. super helpful for me so parenthood has changed me for the better completely yeah and uh, what is your daughter's personality like who is she from what you can see yeah oh my gosh I think she's like the 
it's funny because this past year she's been she's become a lot of like a little mini me but she has <laughs> she has so many of the positive traits that I don't have and so I, mm. I feel like she's like a for example, I think she doesn't really get at, and emotion's not always bad, but she, mm-hmm. she kind of thinks about things and asks questions before it lets it allows her to be emotional, which I appreciate about her because I'm mm-hmm. the type of person that like see something on TV and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry over seeing her on TV. <laughs> but she's like, <laughs> she's like, wait, mom, you know, very analytical. Like she evaluates mm-hmm. things before she becomes emotional about them. She is emotional. But mm-hmm. she won't become emotional until after she first analyzes it and talks. So that's just a little thing. Wow. So I can just yeah. pick apart some things about her that's like the better part that I don't have. So I appreciate yeah. that because she's like a balance for me because yeah. she reminds me like you're just five, but yes. I still can see some things I admire in you <laughs> that I didn't yes. have as a as a baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's so funny because I feel kind of the same way. Like in a yeah. sense, we kind of like like our children they kind of we birth a part of us that are kind of repressed or like yeah a lesson that we need because mm-hmm. I feel the same way like Kazuri she is fire mm-hmm. and I feel like I kind of like extinguish my fire over the years so she teaches yeah. me how to kind of like embrace that you know yeah, I love that yeah yeah for sure yeah so I definitely feel it mm-hmm. and why do you think your daughter chose you as a mom Ooh, that's a good question. That's, I think that's so, um, that's such a loaded type of question. I think that mm-hmm. um, it was so, kind of what you were saying. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it, there's some things that, that I feel like I could have been better at. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that would have made me see my full potential and because really mm-hmm. when I was, and I'm thinking about before I was a mom, like I don't think I actually took the time to think about all of the positives or think about where I could go or think about the holes that I have. Yeah. And they really allow you to do that. So I think that that was a way her being my child and choosing me, I think was a way um, for me to be able to step back and evaluate that. And then also give, like, I think that I'm just on this earth to be a mother. I think I'm meant mm-hmm. to be a mother, kind of like I see in you, like when mm-hmm. I see you in Zuri, I think that there's some people that are just nurturers that are able to uplift people and, create like you know like allow them to be themselves and see the beauty in that you know like sit back and watch it happen which is what I think that I've I'm here to do like if I didn't have her I couldn't even imagine that so I think she was just it was in you know my situation I'm a single mom so um and I never doubt that I can give her everything that she needs despite you know Mm -hmm. that may be empty for her and and you know I try to keep up on like not not making it a negative thing for her because I think sometimes we reflect our fears on our kids and it becomes an issue for them when it really may not have been if we hadn't reflected that so me understanding that she's analytical sitting Mm -hmm. back and allowing that kind of stuff to happen without interfering in that and so Mm -hmm. I I think that I'm able to give all the love I can and be appreciative Mm -hmm. of that and know that it may have been for a reason that we're in this situation because I can give that to you but also right. sit back and let her be who she needs to be and not, you know, interrupt if she wants to, you know, have questions or do anything. So it takes like a patient. She's making me more patient. She's building me and I'm building her, I guess you can say. So it, it definitely yeah. feels like the perfect fit. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely see that. I think we all do, like everyone who knows yeah. you and everyone who's like, wow. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
I can only say this one way. You're like a super mom. Oh. <laughs> you are a super mom. Like you've got your PhD, you're a single mom, you're a working mom. And yeah. so I think I just, I just want to ask, like, what is your mentality when you approach each day, when you approach like all the endeavors and everything that you're doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your mentality? Yeah, I think that at first I would have said like a, a while ago that I didn't really have a mentality outside of, you know, I'm, I was an athlete. So outside mm-hmm. of like my sports, I was so dedicated to that that I was like narrow minded almost. I didn't think about the bigger picture. But as an adult and with a child and as a mother, I really feel like my mentality each day is just to make sure I'm challenging myself in a way mm-hmm. where I can feel like I'm proud of myself. So I think even mm-hmm. if I go back to like the athlete mentality, like you want to make sure there's rewards. So you go and you work extra hours. And I've, I've had that, like I wanted to be the best at what I was doing. So I did that extra mm-hmm. work. But when that's gone and you're a mother, you have to find other things that fuel you. And for me, it's that reward. And so how can I challenge mm-hmm. myself in a way where I'm not doing it to where I'm stressed, but I'm doing it to where I feel like I'm fulfilled and I know that I'm making the best effort so that she can have the best future. So that's kind of my Mm -hmm. mentality when I approach life. It's just, to me, it's not, you know, sometimes my mom will say something like, you just work so hard or you need to um, relax. And for Mm -hmm. me, I'm very in tune with what makes me happy. And that's one of the things that makes me happy is, is that mm-hmm. extra emphasis and that extra challenge. So for everyone, it's different. But for me, I know that to be fully happy, I want to try to push myself a little bit harder so I can mm-hmm. relax fully and be like, well, you tried. you know, if I didn't try, I'd be questioning it. And so mm-hmm. I kind of want to also, if Kyla wants to be like that, I love her to be like that and provide that example for her that there's never an excuse. Like, you know, we mm-hmm. have to appreciate our experiences. We have to yeah. appreciate what we've been through and know that all the negative things aren't negative for no reason. Everything is for a reason. Mm-hmm. It all ends up being a part of your story in the end. So yeah. just taking on those things and receiving them and not thinking of them as a, as a you know, a burden or something super negative. I try to not have negative energy. You know, if something disrupts something, um, I think about it as part of my story, not a negative thing. So it, all of my experiences have made me who I am today. So the the burdens, the hurdles, the struggles, it's, it's all been something I'm able to appreciate life more because of them. You know, if you're at your lowest, you can know how it feels like to be high because you've experienced low. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so my last question is, like, with everything that you do, how do you take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And I, so what I've been very much into is just, Sometimes we don't take the time to even breathe in the day. I'm super busy. So um, I meditate often every single day. I make sure that, you know, at for me, a vacation and some people will laugh because I'm always with Kyla, especially with this pandemic. But I feel most happy when I go on a vacation with Kyla. So I've committed to like every year when she gets older, especially I'm going to take the time if I have the means, obviously, like who knows what life has in store in the future. But um, I like to go out of the country with her at least once a year. Um, so mm-hmm. take that time to get away and really disconnect completely, like be out somewhere and not be worried about an email not be worried about um, communicating with somebody like I'm out. If I want to post something to share, I can. But it, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm out to be happy and be by myself. And so um, that's one of the things that I, I try to do. And um, 
you know, taking the time for myself. So sometimes I go out and, for example, I'll like go get it, go to a resort, get a massage. Of course, with COVID, it's been different this year. So that's yeah. a whole nother conversation about mental health mm-hmm. that I'm sure we're all going through because <laughs> we've been yeah. in this house. But um, getting out and seeing nature, doing the small things, walking around a lake just because mm-hmm. I want to like smell fresh air. Um, yeah. And, you know, making sure I do take that time for myself is super important. But I also... Mm-hmm know that for me happiness includes her so so Mm. it's actually a great thing for me when I'm not working and I can give her my full attention and get away somewhere um not not in this area but like go away and you know even if it's just out of the state somewhere that's a different change up so that we can just know that it's a vacation and it feels like a vacation so I try to do that and then my art so you know I always take my time to do my art luckily Kyla's older when they get older they don't need that much attention they want to play yeah. with you but you can sometimes be like all right Kyla I'm drawing let you you get your your drawing stuff so we can draw together so that yeah. drawing really helps me like I love doing illustrations and wow. you know she's super independent especially after this year because she's had to yeah. kind of be quiet on meetings and stuff so yeah um it's, it's a little easier for me to take care of myself to be honest because she's not a little tiny baby anymore so she mm-hmm. kind of is with me and it's easy for me to just be sitting there having conversations with her so that that's kind of soothing for me and therapeutic in a way to just talk to her and just know that you see me here right you know I know you see me on my computer working all day but also this is this is you know sometimes giving her a hug is therapeutic <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the day so that kind of stuff and involving her really helps me too. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Moms Who Art. I want to thank my special guest, Dr. Casey Morris, for joining us today. You can order her new children's book, which is called The Playground Queen. It's available on Amazon, as well as the Target and Barnes & Noble websites as well. There's so much love and creativity and intention that went into this book. It's beautiful. It's colorful. It's vibrant. And the message is so clear and so strong. And my daughter loves it. I love it. And I know you will as well. So check her out. You can follow her on Instagram at Dr. Casey's Books underscore. And you can also follow her or keep up with her on her blog, which is called Balling Onward. And that's at BallingOnward.org. We look forward to watching Dr. Casey continue to shine her light in the future. And until next time, peace and love to y'all.